Huh. Oh, that's Ryan's. I guess thing, yeah. Right? I guess that's Ryan's thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess while we're on that subject, uh, Ryan's not here today. No. We're pretty sad. We are. Uh, he's not dead though. No. Nope. Uh, so for those of you listening, the three of us are still alive. But his punishment might be worse than death. Yes. He's skipping a podcast to scoop ice cream. It's a little embarrassing. But uh, American families need their ice cream. Yep. And Ryan stepped up to the plate. Today. We're not going to hate on him too hard. No. However, uh, we're going to hate on him a little bit. This man is. This man is actively scooping ice cream. Yeah. And I get to talk about sports. I'm sorry, bud. But enjoy driving a, your food truck, bud. Enjoy driving yeah. your food truck. Yeah. You will be missed. Little in, little info there for the listeners about Ryan. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back to the For Love of Balls podcast. Uh, I'm Caden. Mason is here with me today. Yes. And we have a little bit of actual football to talk about, which is pretty exciting. Oh my God. There's been a little it's stuff so happening. Long. It's been a long off season. Yeah. We're only a couple weeks away from the regular season. And now uh, we have preseason. Yep. Preseason uh, gets a lot of hate. Ed probably deserves it. It's pretty boring. However, there's intrigue. There's eventually some intrigue. Some yeah. stuff happens, and uh, today we're going to talk about that. Some stuff, as well as a couple other, as well as a couple other uh, big NFL storylines, as well as a question from a fan that we'll get to at the very end. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll start it out with the breaking news this morning that Deshaun Watson's uh, suspension has been uh, added another six games. Uh, yeah, they reached or, a settlement. Six games no, to 11, so they added so five. Added five games. Yeah. Apologies. Uh, yeah, so he now has 11 games suspension, and he's losing $5 million in a lawsuit. Yes. Um, it should be more. I think we're all in agreement there, but I'm glad mm-hmm. they increased it, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately at this point, mm-hmm. that's it. Settlement, it's done. Yeah, we don't yeah. have much else to say about that. However, I do think it is intriguing to talk about uh, what the Browns are going to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got what Brissett, they've got Dobbs, they've got Rosen. Dobbs and Rosen shouldn't see the field. Uh, I agree. Brissett, Brissett has been, is a backup. Been manageable for like four years at this point. Uh, the only other thing we had like really talked about with this is, I guess, if the 49ers were to release Jimmy Garoppolo, you'd sign him. But at some point, at this point, trade wise, it seems like the league is kind of just thrown Garoppolo to the gutter. And whether that's a contract thing or a football thing, we don't know. But I don't think any trade for Jimmy Garoppolo will be made. At yeah. Least this year. I mean, I think it'd be a decent idea to make said trade. I cause, do too. I mean, you, the Browns have a decent roster. They yeah. are trying to contend currently. I don't know, man. He, like, he's not good, but he's not garbage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely something. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's better than it's better than Jacoby Brissett, in my opinion. I think with your current roster, like, you can't afford to go 3-8 and eight in those 11 games that Watson misses. Yeah, I hope they go three and eight. They've I don't want the Browns to succeed. They got a favorable first five or six games, though. They could very well start the year like three and three with Brissett, and that's what they. Mm. Why those six games for Watson originally wasn't a bad thing for them. But yep. Although I do think in the AFC North they could easily get put out of the picture quickly in those eleven games. Brissett plus an incredibly like deficient receiving core outside of Amari Cooper, it could very well do them in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are you really going to be surprised if the Ravens are eight and three and the Browns are like? Five and six. And like, the Steelers still give you a tough football game every time you play. Like, yep. Yeah. They will never not do that. No. But yeah. Uh, the Browns are kind of screwed. Good. Good. Care. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> in other news, Derwin James signed a contract extension. I like Derwin James. I like Derwin Good James Good contract too. extension. The only thing for Derwin James, I think he's he'd been in the league four years. He stayed healthy for two of them, and he has two All Pros. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's on the field, you're getting the highest safety play possible. He is the only safety that's worth $20 million. Anybody other than that, we would have thrown a hissy fit. But yeah. this, this, this one, we're willing to bite our tongues, even despite the health issues. 
Yeah, I, la- last year it, it was fine, I think. And especially with his holdout, I think you'd just rather give him the money he wants than him not play at all this year because it seemed like he was heading that direction. He has not practiced at all yeah, this preseason. totally yeah. agree. And I guess, I mean, with that, we could probably get into the preseason games. Get into the preseason. Now, obviously, right. take everything we're saying with a grain of salt because the preseason's more to toy with your depth, look at your rookies, and that's really all we're looking at. Yeah, the like, final game score really does not matter. No, You're really only looking at how individual players played. New faces and new places plus new coaches is all that we really mm-hmm. care about. Although know? the coaches even I take with a grain of salt because no coach is calling their best shit Nobody's for a preseason using their, game. Yeah, yeah like no, we'll get to. Yeah, you think Bill Belichick has ever called a, a cover zero variant in a preseason game? Probably I like not. teams blitz in the preseason. Not, I mean, not, I suppose, yeah. but you're not showing your best. You're not showing your hand in the preseason. Oh, no, not right? at all. You you're win a pretty vanilla in. coverages. I feel like we probably what, go over our teams first because we definitely probably covered them the most this week. Sure, and sure. Sucks we don't have Ryan here because you guys did match up in week one, but mm-hmm. we can always get his opinion at a later point. That's true. Uh, Caden, you want to kick us off with Packers 49ers? I didn't get to watch because... I watched kind of black, uh, virtually this entire game. Pretty interesting game, I thought. Um... I mean, there was a lot going into it that I was intrigued about because I wanted to see Jordan Love play. Obviously, that's a huge deal because after this season is when they decide if they want to pick up his fifth-year option, which is worth $20 million. (laughs) So, I mean, he needs to play well, basically. And um, the box score might not show it. I thought he did. Uh, He had three picks, which is what a lot of people talked about. But what not a lot of people would say is that two of those picks were, I mean, bounced off the receiver's hands, not his fault at all. Uh, he missed a couple easy throws in the flats. He needs to work on kind of the sideline accuracy there. But overall, dude played a damn good game. So at that point, I'd ask you if there were two picks that bounce off the receiver's hands, how did the receiving core look? I know Dubes played well outside from like uh, drops. But... Yeah, uh, I was pretty impressed with his route running and release. He looked like his, his hands still need some work. Um, there was a couple plays. Here, I'll describe one of them. One of Jordan Love's picks was a little out route to Romeo Dubs. And he kind of got it wrestled away from him. Ball was a hair underthrown, but it should have been caught easily. And the corner was able to just wriggle it out of there and make it a pick. Uh, Dubs also uh, uh, dropped like a, I'd say probably 50 yard bomb from Love that was pretty well placed. I mean, if you're looking at what Love's stats should have been, he probably should have had 270 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, and he ended up with 200 yards, two touchdowns, three picks, which. Should, it was one of those things the box score is a little misleading. I thought he played well, so I'm intrigued to see what he does this week uh, in our game. I and, think, I mean, I mean, hopefully, well. Hands aren't the worst thing in the world to have to clean up. I mean, no, the, yeah, I mean, if, Devontae's problem was hands for a long time. Yeah, if Dubs is getting open, that's really all I care to see. Yeah. Uh, the other receivers, uh, well, Christian Watson didn't really play. Right, he was on the pup list. Yeah, so I'm not. I didn't. Can't really make an opinion there. I uh, guess your the, veterans didn't either. Veterans didn't really play. Quay Walker made an impact. He looked pretty good. That's good. And then on the 49ers side of things, uh, their receiver Danny Gray had a long touchdown. Now that Trey Lance, I mean, he didn't play much, but he looked great. Another Trey Lance deep ball touchdown. Another Trey Lance deep ball touchdown. Continue. I thought he looked good. I watched some of the highlights, at least, of Trey Lance and the Niners' offense working. I. Not gonna like, not gonna take too much away from that, but at least when he's getting opportunities, like, even if it is against some backups, he's making the most of them, mm-hmm. which is what you want to see. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't hate on him for context. No, exactly. I mean, yeah. when you're put in, play well, and then like that reflects good on you. Yeah, so you're not yeah. I, I thought Trey anymore. Lance played really good. Um, yeah, so that's, that's about it from that game. Yeah, not really much else from the Niners rookie wise. Good quarterback play, I would say. Good quarterback play all around, and, I and then guess... you want to move over to Chiefs Bears. Sure, yeah, move over to Chiefs Bears. It was. Pretty intriguing game because not only did I want to watch my team play and watch our rookies, but I was also 
wanted to see how new Bears staff, a bunch of new Bears rookies, and Justin Fields looked. And it was another tough, like, evaluation for Justin Fields because they trotted out their starting offensive line, and instead of their second-round pick from last year, Tevin Jenkins being on their starting offensive line, uh, fifth-round rookie out of Southern Utah, Braxton Jones, was their starting left tackle. And the game, at least on the first few drives when the starters were in, went as a, about how you would think that would go. The first time Fields was able to like fully drop back on a third down, uh, Chris Jones walked their right guard into <laughs> Fields' face within two I seconds. I saw the clip of that. Yeah, and sacked him. And then it was kind of more of the same. The few times Fields had a clean pocket, he looked really good. He threw a he threw a dot on a jump ball back shoulder to Darnell Mooney, and Mooney went up over Legarius Sneed and made a crazy catch in the air. Same thing on a third and twenty. He got hit right as he threw, but he threw a looping deep ball to forgetting the receiver at this point. It wasn't Mooney. Uh, obviously, Pringle was not playing. I, it might have been St. Brown if he was playing. Probably. Yep. It was a crazy catch along the sideline, but Field has got the deep ball accuracy, and, I mean, he looks pretty calm in the pocket. The problem is the pocket is not there for more than two seconds most of the time. Bears' yep. offensive line is going to be a problem all it's season. It's really bad. I don't understand what's happening with Tevin Jenkins. Uh, I loved him as like a prospect. Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> He's already on the trade block. The back injury just doesn't seem to, like, gone away. Well, when he was in the game... He was in the game after, I think, the second quarter. He looked fine, although Karloftis did beat him for a sack pretty pretty quickly. But he, I saw he looked bad. He was clearing lanes in the run in the running game. But I guess if you want to move to the Chiefs side of things, because the Bears don't really have any other like notable impact rookies. And yep. most of their good players took the day off. Yeah. Uh, for the Chiefs, they're, most of their starting offense was out there. And in typical. Yeah, I heard Mahomes play a little bit. Yeah, Mahomes played first series of the game, and, you know, four new receivers, an offense that needs cohesion, so, of course, Andy Reid comes out in I formation and throws it to the fullback the first play. <laughs> we continued, like, going down the field in I formation. You didn't see a lot of the new receivers, but... Yeah, I was going to ask, I, I didn't hear anything about Sky Moore. Did he play? Sky Moore played the first three quarters of the game, so he played with three different quarterbacks. Did he record any receptions? Yeah, he had like three catches. One of them was a really nice toe tap on the sideline. Nice, good to he hear. He wasn't really anything, but he wasn't really targeted. Uh, the running the running game is, <laughs> is a concern because not only was the Bears' defensive line penetrating and getting tackles in the backfield, but you just didn't see any juice out of any running back. You mean former first-round pick Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not play well? I do mean former first-round pick Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not play well. The only guy that played decently at all, and I don't even think he ran the ball very well, was Pacheco. And Pacheco's a seventh-round pick. And oh, if he's Jesus. our RB2, I'm not really very comfortable with that. But aside from that, uh, not a lot to mention. The defense looked fine. The offense looked fine. It was not an awful way to start the preseason. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's about what I got from reading the box score for sure. Yeah, and then I also, unfortunately, got a full fill of uh, Falcons-Lions because NFL Network refused to switch me to the Packers-Niners uh, game. <laughs> so I can I can give you guys the full the full scoop. So the Falcons break, bring in Marcus Mariota, and I will say, for a 30-year-old, Marcus Mariota's legs look pretty spry. And I say that because he had to run within five seconds every drop back. Uh, <laughs> uh, whether it was the Lions pass rush destroying the Falcons offensive line uh, disclaimer I don't think that's the case or the Falcons trying out their backup left tackle who I believe was Jalen Mayfield now that I think about it uh and he's terrible <laughs> just start, that guy is terrible but uh yeah 
Mariota's legs look good. When he was able to fire a pass, he completed a really nice route over the middle to Drake London, who took it 24 oh, yards. Oh, Drake London. And immediately injured his knee. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well. But on the on the play, I will say Drake London did Drake London things. He didn't create separation over the middle, but he got good positioning. Uses leverage. Enough yeah. to catch the ball and then break a tackle and take it 24 yards so that, that is was nice what, to see that is pretty much what we said he would do in the nfl you gotta hope the i, I don't think the knee injury is very serious which is good i think he'll probably that's all we're gonna see from him in the preseason they didn't target kyle pitts even though he was out there don't really know why he was out there but that's fine yeah uh, save him for my fantasy team yeah falcons running backs if we're gonna go over that look like they're running in slow motion when they get the ball <laughs> <laughs> they might have had the slowest 15 yard run from a dude named quadri olison that i've ever seen it's the most preseason sentence i've ever heard. sorry he was in there with the starters so i don't really know what to tell you oh dude yeah come on it was pretty bad but uh on the line side of things on defense for them Aiden Hutchinson, first run play the Falcons ran, knife through, got a tackle for loss, picked nice. up a few pressures. He looked pretty solid. Everything they said about him coming out looked good. No one else to note because the Lions' defense is devoid of talent. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, is, that the, is fair. The Lions' offense, though, I will say, the Lions' offense looked looked pretty damn good. Whether it was Jared Goff looking like he was firing the ball confidently on play action to Amon Ross St. Brown. Their offense is going to score Reynolds. points. Or it was uh, Swift and Jamal Williams gaining a good amount of yards behind an offensive line that was creating a lot of push. I'm excited about the Lions' offensive line. They've got a One top of the 10 unit. League. Yeah. So I think their offense looked pretty good. And uh, I guess we can talk about Desmond Ritter for a second if you're interested because he played a lot of the game. He didn't play tight end, though. I was confused. I was, too. They actually put another quarterback at tight end, Felipe Franks. So oh, I geez. think they're a little bit ahead of, of that. But uh, in terms of Desmond Ritter... Pretty much everything we said pre-draft was kind of the case. Uh, he looks his athleticism was on point. He was running the ball well, firing accurate accurate balls in there. His arm looked nice. They didn't really they weren't really uh, uh, given doing him any favors because Falcons receivers were dropping a lot of passes. But he scrambled out of the pocket, made a really nice throw for a touchdown on fourth down. Everything looked great. I'm like maybe maybe our eval on this guy was wrong. And then for the first time all game, the Lions got pressure on Desmond Ritter. His feet were a mess. Fired an out route late behind the receiver. Easiest pick of his life. Now, that yep. won't show up on the stat sheet because in, t in the most Lions way possible, a blitzing linebacker hit Desmond Ritter a full two seconds after he released the ball, and that <laughs> oh, was uh, roughing the passer. But that was the day for Ritter. What we expected, the reason he's not starting this year, mm -hmm. and we'll probably rapid fire through the rest of these games. I watched a bit of Giants-Patriots. I watched most of that game. Sounds so boring. It was honestly pretty uneventful. Yeah. Uh, like Tyquan Thornton looked decent. Patriots yes. uh, second round pick, wide receiver, fastest player in this year's draft. Uh, I'm actually excited to see him play. Uh, Kayvon played a little bit for the Giants. Didn't he didn't do much. Didn't do much, but he also didn't look bad. He just, you know, he only he only really got a few true pass Saw rush. Like five clips. clips of Evan Neal falling on his face. Evan Neal played terrible. <laughs> yeah, he did not play uh, good at all. Uh, I'm a little worried about. No, I'm not really that worried about. No, that. because we put Charles Cross ahead of him. We did we put Charles ball. Cross yeah. ahead of him. Um, See, so yeah, I mean, I legitimately don't have much else to say about Giants Patriots. That was a that pretty dull game. Didn't really think that there were many. There was Kayvon, Evan Neal, Tyquan Thornton. That was the only. Is Tyquan Thornton going to join the Patriots room of like eight wide receiver twos? Uh, yeah, I think so. Not... I think that, that looks like what we're on track That's for. Awesome. Okay. I absolutely love it. What else we got? Titans Ravens. Titans Ravens is a fun one. I got to see Malik Willis in action. He looked raw, 
but man, did he look fun. Ran in for a touchdown, juked Kyle Hamilton, yeah. threw a big deep ball, play action. Apparently didn't do enough fun. to impress his coach because Mike Rabel pulled him from the game and said afterwards, I wanted him to throw, he didn't throw, so we took him out. Yeah, see, I didn't really get that part because no. he was throwing the football. Yeah. I mean, he did run, but he also ran for a touchdown. And Why I are you think complaining? you need to understand your quarterback a little bit better. If the guy you drafted is not exactly an arm-first quarterback at this point in his development, yeah, I don't I really think... understand pulling him and putting him in timeout for not... Yeah, he needs through. reps. He doesn't yeah. need to get put in timeout. You're just going to make him play the way he doesn't want to. Ridiculous. And then for the Ravens, their preseason win streak continues because their roster is ridiculously deep. Yes, uh, every year. Anthony Brown played a great game, continuing the stretch of Oregon players playing better after they leave the school yeah actually devastating thanks mario um <laughs> moving on to if we get yeah. gaslit into thinking anthony brown was a good football player when he was at oregon i don't know what i'm gonna do dude well he looked better uh, against the titans than he ever did against the pac-12 defense that should probably <laughs> tell you something oh uh, man what does that say about the titans uh, it's going to be a rough year. I think it's going to be a rough year for their backups. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. Seahawks, Steelers. Seahawks, That's a fun Steelers. One. I didn't get to see any of that. I watched, uh, I watched a decent amount of this. It was on at the restaurant I was at. Yeah. And what did I see? I saw George Pickens with You're that dog in him. You're going to make me cry. He looked so good, dude. Twice. He had a... He had a real nasty touchdown toe-tap catch. Followed it up the next drive with another sideline toe-tap catch. He looked... Pretty awesome. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but at least from the stats, it looks like Kenny Pickett played pretty well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, Steelers fans will probably take it at this point. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah. I mean, it was a preseason. I don't think I saw anything that I didn't see from him in college. What like, the Seahawks? Everything I saw looked reasonable. Um, Did Ken Walker play? No, he's got a, he's got a hernia. I was yeah, he, he, he wasn't playing. Um, the rest of the Seahawks team, I mean, uh, Geno Smith's stats looked kind of nice. Love Geno Bruno. Smith did not do anything. Geno Smith threw almost every pass behind the line of scrimmage. Geno Smith is better than Drew Locke. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but if you're a Seahawks fan, wouldn't you rather start Drew Locke? I would. No, because it's two avenues to the same result. Yeah, but the Locke one's probably at least more fun. Yeah, but like I said... I'd rather lose chucking the football than lose this, checking it down. The weird Twitter contingent of people who still support Drew Locke needs to die. So I mean, I yeah, like they're Geno weird. Start. But yeah. I'm just saying I'd Locke is a more fun player yeah, to Yeah, maybe you get the ball to Geno DK Smith. a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Like, you, you probably throw more picks, but you also probably throw more touchdowns. Yeah. So it is what it is. I want to go to Panthers-Commanders next, because I got, like, a few drives of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Moore didn't play. Robbie Anderson don't think played so baker didn't have his top few weapons but looked good let an efficient scoring drive uh there's not a lot to say about the panthers they didn't really have like that many high guess oh ikemaquanu looked pretty good pretty good in pass protection too which was definitely a solid question for him and he was blocking montez sweat so it's not like he was yeah it's not like he was playing a a bad a bad player right yeah which is is pretty good and the commander's side i think carson wentz played a pretty decent game Dotson only played one series, which means they look like they're pretty confident that he'll be a starter for them. Yeah. Same with McLaurin, obviously. Checks out. Um, How about Sam Howell, though? How'd he do? I enjoyed Sam Howell pre-draft, and I got a little bit of flack for it. And yesterday, <laughs> Sam Howell, uh, I believe he threw for around 150 yards. Uh, he ran for two touchdowns. That yeah, was my favorite I, part about him, I his mobility. I did see some clips of that. 
Yeah, and I think he just looked overall efficient. Granted, against the Panthers' backup, so it doesn't really mean anything. But a good start to a career that many people might have thought wasn't going anywhere after he fell to the fifth round. Yeah, you never know what could happen, and your person in front of you is only Carson Wentz. So. Um, it seems Ron Rivera is catching up to the rest of the league in terms of the Antonio Gibson isn't an actual good running back. <laughs> when it, in fantasy football, sure, he's fine, but the dude doesn't have vision. Uh, he missed, like, three or four cutback lanes fumbled the ball again he needs to stop the fumbling uh i guess that's why they drafted brian robinson i think it's going to be a brian robinson jd mckissick thing oh jeez. they tried hard to bring mckissick back so they clearly don't trust antonio him. gibson dynasty owners are fuming it's awesome that a guy who played receiver in college is not allowed to play on third down as a receiver so yeah that's pretty wild that, that i do tell think you a lot that could also be a weird coaching mis- mishap I mean, I, just... I think so. They've seen him in practice for three years now. McKissick was the same the thing. For a while. McKissick was also a receiver in college. Yeah, he's been in the league for a while now. <laughs> McKissick. I think we can we can write Antonio Gibson down as a mid-range starter this year. And yeah. then and then our last uh, preseason game that we felt like covering today is Browns-Jaguars. Two trash cans going right up against each other. Yeah. Franchise-wise, yeah. Got uh, Sean Watson played a drive. Looked, looked awful. Looked really it was bad. kind of funny. Thank uh, God. Yeah. Brissett and Dobbs did their thing. None of the Browns starters really played a whole lot outside of Anthony Schwartz, who will be their slot receiver and looked equally as terrible. <laughs> it's just uh, that guy's that guy's a track star with no actual like football skills. You know, yeah, people do seem to forget that football skill is necessary for football sometimes. In terms of people trying to find the next Tyree Kill, I think they forget that Tyree Kill did run routes for good amount of his career it's crazy but he does not just run in a straight line every play that is true he can actually move laterally yeah. which is important in football now in terms of guys who can move laterally travis Etienne looked pretty damn good last night or in that game mm-hmm. he was jump cut his jump cut looked nice he ran through multiple tackles he caught passes averaged like i think nine yards per carry on like the nine he got yeah so uh yeah he looked great no concerns pretty about intriguing him. player there i would say I would, too. I think he's going to have a good year. Now, Robinson's back, so I think they're going to have a pretty good one-two punch to take the pressure off Trevor Lawrence, who also, I mean, looked better than last year. It's saying nothing, but uh, I think Doug Peterson's offense is probably going to help him a lot more than Urban Myers did. <laughs> yes, I can, a, I completely agree. And that's, uh, that's author Doug Peterson to you. Oh, interesting. Did you know he has a book? I did know he has a book. We were supposed to read that book. Uh, that was our summer assignment. Hey, we still got summer left. We're good. That is it's, true. It's, it's we don't mid-August for a while. We'll read the book eventually. We'll Wonderful. Get to it. And you know, guess who Trevor Lawrence threw his touchdown to? Out of all the weapons Jacksonville signed this offseason, Lavisca Schnault. Nope. Who? Evan Ingram. Oh, jeez. He didn't drop the football. No, he's due for a big season. Twelve hundo <laughs> and fifteen touchdowns. Is that your Evan official Ingram. prediction? Can I get you on record saying that? I'm gonna subtract nine hundred yards and <laughs> like. 13 of the touchdowns from that prediction. So we're going to go 302 touchdowns from Evan Ingram this season. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Yeah, okay. I, think I, can, I can get behind that. Perfect. That's that's the Vegas odds. <laughs> I should be hired. All right. That's That about wraps up our preseason talk. Should we get to our fan question? Let's get to the fan question. All right. We had a fan named Jevin this week submit a question. It was a two-part question. Actually, a really good one. Yeah. Potentially the best one we've had so far. And Jevin wants to know uh, who we think the best quarterback is in next year's draft class. And we'll get to that in a moment. And then part two of the question was, 
Uh, obviously, the Seahawks are going to be get, drafting a quarterback. Can I ask a question? Who fits them? Is this the first football-related fan question we've gotten ever? It's one of the first ones, yes. Round so, of applause. Round, round of, of applause. applause. There we go. We appreciate it. We love all fan questions. But we, we, yeah. we do like the football ones we more. We do. So, who's uh, the best so, quarterback in this upcoming draft? That you could really, I don't know, I think they're, there's two Mason guys. and I are in agreement. There's two There's two answers here. Two you can go with C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. You can go with Bryce pick. Young yeah. from Alabama. Uh, which we probably sound like a broken record saying that because you've probably heard that before. Yeah. However, those really are the two best guys. We can go through them both real quick. Uh, Bryce Young, I've watched a lot of. Uh, to me, what's appealing is he's very mobile. He is a good mental processor. He makes good decisions. And his release is ridiculous. Yeah. The way he throws the football, it looks different than other quarterbacks. It looks natural. Uh, it's easy to fall in love with. He also is gutsy. I've seen him make a lot of crazy big-time throws. Like, the dude... The dude's a straight-up baller. He's a little undersized. He's a little skinny. But I think he throws well regardless of that. He gets a lot of velocity on the football. I'm not really worried about that. Stroud's got all the same thing you're talking about. I just really liked that he came in as a, a true freshman last year. And, and he showed a lot of improvement. As the year went on, for sure. I, I always laugh about that because people are like, I oh, played garbage against Oregon. He got so much better as the year went on. When he threw for 500 yards against Oregon. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, true. Uh, but he did. At the end of the year, he showed all the little things, all the mm-hmm. timing with his receivers, the pocket presence that you wanted to see out of him. And I think going into his sophomore year, uh, with all of that experience behind him, he's only going to get better. And after throwing his command over an offense as a true freshman was ridiculous. Yeah. He was able to stand in with Ohio State, which is a legitimately big-time program, and just distribute the football extremely accurately, accurately with great timing. I mean, his receivers are incredible. Yeah, we don't want we'll, And people yeah. are going to say that, you know, blah, 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 he's getting bailed out by his receivers. No, he's not. No. Like, he's... He's throwing them great balls the entirety of the game. It's he's awesome, a massive man. player. Bryce Young had a first he, round. Pick what is he like six well. four? Like yeah, he's huge. He's mobile enough. Uh, his timing is great. That's really what appeals to me. And he can also because of his height and size and release point, he can get so much velocity on the ball so easily. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really need to step into throws. He can literally just flick it in a laser. I'm willing like, to hear lasers. Like, yeah. We're willing to hear anybody out with an argument about which one of these two is better. Yeah. I honestly think it's like a minuscule thing. Whether it's a 1A, like 1B type situation. Yeah. We're definitely going with those two, though. And that's kind of segue into that into, into the, the Seahawks uh, part of this. Now, we don't really know what the Seahawks offense is going to look like because for most of Russell Wilson's like tenure in Seattle, it was kind of the same offense no matter who the coordinator was. Yeah. Those play-action shots, a lot of the run game, a lot of outside the numbers. Mm-hmm. Not so a lot now across the middle. It's finally, was it? Uh, pretty ba- pretty basic power run yeah nothing super crazy there but now it's like fully just now it, they do their offensive coordinator is a member of was a previous member of the rams staff so works, wide zone yeah, yeah we're expecting that wide zone scheme with, a lot of three receiver sets because that's yeah, what mcveigh likes and his which the seahawks can do tree. with their receiving core i think so uh, too. i mean a lot of west coast principles like yep. you can I mean, there's kind of all of that, and we were thinking about it. We're looking at, like, the different teams that run that scheme, and out of the quarterbacks we previously named, we probably think C.J. Stroud is probably the one you'd want. His timing on those short little throws is just, like, impeccable. Like, we think that he would be able to walk down the field on teams using this offense. I mean, it's going to be rapid-fire Great timing throws, like now this a, is the like, occasional well-timed deep ball. This is assuming the Seahawks are rock bottom. If mm-hmm. they are like picking in like that six to ten range, yeah, then they uh, probably don't get Stroud or then or Bryce Young. I think anyone goes because in the this wide zone offense, really, as long as you're not like 
immobile in it the is pocket. pretty quarterback friendly yeah like yeah. half the league is running this at this point i think you can really pick your poison with who you want in there i think will levis would be a decent fit I like will levis. i think he could totally run it from kentucky he's just like the velas jones of quarterbacks dude's like 24 <laughs> already yeah but, but i mean if you're a seahawks fan would you really be mad if you draft someone that came in day one played well no, no, Seahawks fans would love to get back to that after what this year is probably going to be. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's our answer there. I think, really, it's not, we don't have a super hot take for you. Because we don't know. Yeah, because yeah, we, we really, we I think maybe ask this question again in, like, November after we can watch the Seahawks offense a little more closely, figure out what they're really running. Yeah, we But it, it's hard to tell what they're actually going to do, basically. Punt. Punt, a lot of punting, yes, for sure. good amount of punting. But, yeah, hope for CJ Stroud if you're a Seahawks fan. Yep. He's a stud. Bryce Young's cool, too. Well, all right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week.